Hello and welcome to the Divine Renovation Podcast, where we seek to inspire and equip you to bring your parish from maintenance to mission. And today we're going to be talking scripture, talking Bibles. And I've got alongside me, uh, none other than one of our Divine Renovation coaches, Rob McDowell. Good to see you, Rob. Good to be here, Dan. And on the other side of me, I've got our communications chief. Uh, <laughs> it's good to see you, Mike. It's good to see that you, That's a job description? That, that, that's, <laughs> it, it has changed dramatically, okay. I think, as we've started yeah, to navigate well, it. So. We like to keep things fresh here at Divine Absolutely. Renovation. Yeah. So, look, I mean, one of the things that, that we as an organization at Divine Renovation have, have recognized is that we as, we, we as a team need to continue to lean into Scripture. It's one of the things we also try and guide parishes to do, to, to lean into Scripture, both the individuals in leadership, but the parish as a whole. And, and so uh, what, what we wanted to talk about today was just a little bit about how we approach this, why we approach this. But Rob, I'd love to, to, to go to you first and just get a sense, like, why, why do you think leaning into scripture outside of the Sunday mass is important? Yeah. I mean, I think if, if you look at, at the center, what we're doing is a relationship with Jesus. And we talk about the whole idea of, of what that looks like. And I think the number one tool we have to help us understand what that looks like is the scriptures. And, you know, we, one of the phrases that we'll talk about how is, is it's God's, you know, revelation to us, you know, through the, through the scriptures. So we're hearing uh, God's message to us uh, every time we engage in the scriptures. So I, I, you know, and, and that's not to downplay any other discipline. That's not to downplay the role the Holy Spirit plays and, you know, things like that. But we're really approaching um, a unique, uh, a unique book, if you want to say that. Some mm. people don't like that term referring to it as a book, but you know, a very unique aspect of what it means to connect with God through the scriptures. You know, we, scripture itself speaks to the fact that it's God's inspired words for us, you know, yeah. that he used, that he spoke through the Holy Spirit, through the people that wrote it down originally. So there's no, uh, there's, there's nothing else like it where we can, where we can connect with God. And here, here's what we know too, right? As a, as a parish community, uh, we, yes, we do daily mass, but that, that for many people, uh, because of work, because of other responsibilities, daily mass isn't, isn't really an option. But what we don't want for, for parishioners, for, for our, even the leaders in our, our parish, but what we don't want is for them to only be engaging with their faith on Sundays. That's, mm-hmm. that's horrible. So what we need is to create opportunities for them to be engaging with it regularly. And, and scripture provides a beautiful opportunity for that, doesn't it, Mike? Yeah, I, um, we, I talk a lot about the idea of we need to stop dealing with it just one day. We need to stop with this idea that we do church on Sunday and then we do our life and then we come back on Sunday and we do that again. And uh, for me, scripture is the way I'm able to stay connected to my faith and, and to the church throughout the week. And also coming to uh, Christianity even later in life, I was 23, I didn't know the story. <laughs> I mean, I knew the story, mm-hmm. but I didn't know the deeper, like I didn't know scripture. Um, for me, it was this sort of basic concepts. And so for me personally, it's been about me coming to understand it and have a deeper and deeper understanding as I've gone through that process. We've got a, a bunch of Bibles uh, on the table here. So for those of you who are able to watch, you can see them. A few of them are my personal ones. Uh, others were ones that were in the office and a, and a couple other staff members brought in theirs. Uh, I think, Rob, you know, uh, there's lots of ways I'd like to jump into this topic. But one of the ways was just recently, one of our staff meetings, we, we invited you to, to lead the staff. So the Divine Renovation team. Uh, through a conversation on 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 getting into scripture, why don't you just give a couple of reflections on why we decided to do that, and what some of the the, the reasons and fruits might be for something like that? Yeah, <clears throat> we just kind of talked through 
the role that scripture can play in our individual lives, trying to challenge people to engage in that, recognize that there's, there's no one way to approach scripture uh, from that standpoint. And, you know, I kind of gave a bit of an overview of kind of the, there's, there's kind of five primary ways that I've learned that you can approach scripture from the standpoint, you can read it, uh, you can listen to it, you can study it, you can memorize it and you can meditate on it. And each of those, you know, a lot of those will overlap with each other in some ways, uh, but at the same time, each of those in and of itself is is very distinct, uh, specific practice that has uh, different benefits. Mm-hmm. And so when you start to think through uh, how it is, so reading is probably the most, uh, uh, you know, kind of, not the word generic, I'm not sure what, but, but <laughs> <laughs> basic, that's the word I'm trying to think of. It's a good thing I don't have to communicate for a living. Um, kind of the, the, the most basic that, you know, the majority of people in our culture today can read. Um, and even though sometimes at certain points, some of the scriptures can be challenging to understand, mm-hmm. there's lots of scriptures that you're able to read. And so it's, it's, it's that kind of general sense of going through, um, going through the scriptures. And again, how much are you going to read? And, you know, um, whether that's whether you're starting off and reading a few scriptures a day or a lot of people have the habit and practice of reading through the whole Bible in a year. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you know, there's all kinds of different programs of how you can break that down out there. And so that's kind of the, 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 the beginning thing. I think at the goal, though, that where you want to get in all of your reading in some ways is, is, is you don't want to just read it because I think that can just be kind of uh, information. Yeah. But, but how is Scripture actually changing you and how are you thinking about it? In your life, and so, uh, if you think at, at of scripture at the the study level, uh, there's there's three basic questions that you want to kind of think through uh, with scripture: is is what does it say, what does it mean, and how does it apply? And so, essentially, the first question is around uh, what does it say. So that's the original audience that read each of these. Um, you know, most of them were letters or books, whatever they were. You know, the the book of Matthew was a particular. Mm-hmm document that was sent to a particular group of people. And so what, when that original group of people read that, what would, what would they have been thinking? You know, why was it written to them? And that can be a challenging question sometimes for people. Uh, But the first place is we always want to know what did scripture mean to the original audience? Well, obviously we're removed several thousand years now. And so what was written to them originally that still applies to us today? And that's the second question. Uh, what does it mean? And, and that's kind of the idea of how do you interpret scripture? Mm. And again, that's a, that, 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 that can be very technical and very challenging, but I think at the same time it's doable for the average person once they start getting into scripture and start working with it a little bit. And then, but the third question, the third question is where scripture actually changes us. And that's the question, how does scripture apply? Mm. Because the first two questions are great and they're important and, and, and done poorly can take you in a real wonky direction that probably leads to cults and very bad choices. Uh, but, but the, how does it apply uh, part of scripture is where we want to come in because that's when you say, what does God's truth say to me that changes me, that transforms my character, that helps me to experience uh, the living Lord in a unique and powerful way that's fresh to me and that develops that relationship. And, and, and how can I take those truths with me? each and every day and how can, how does, you know, and I think this is how does God's truth apply, you know, to my work life and to my marriage and to my parenting and to my finances and to my, uh, you know, what I do on vacation, like, like how does it permeate every aspect of my life rather than I think we can just kind of treat it over here as this kind of this, well, this is, this is, 
the, the intellectual time this or the, the learning time. Over here. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and, and so we're going to stick it over here and then it's not going to influence affect any other part of my life. Right. So, so I, I think what, what for me, I, I love that Rob, there's so much in that, that, that the, the purpose, I guess, of, of, of us engaging with scripture isn't to, to become better educated. Although that is one thing that will happen better educated yeah. on, on, on the word of God that happens. Yeah. But what we, what we're really driving at is how do we conform to what God's trying to, to teach us? How do we become uh, more indwelt by, by him, by his, by, by, by his call on us and by the spirit that, that he's inviting us to engage with? Yeah, I think, you know, I, um, I remember years ago the uh, TV show Jeopardy, or maybe it still does, would occasionally have the, the Bible category, right? And that's a lot of times people that study the Bible, they study it with the idea so that when when the Bible category of Jeopardy comes up, <laughs> you can you're able to answer all the questions, you know, because it's a it's a sign, it's a bad sign if the if if on Jeopardy you can't, you know, and I think that's the and again, and not this bad thing to to be able to. Yeah. to have that information. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think it's so easy for us to make the Bible. Uh, we, we, we get, we lose our focus and make the Bible the goal yeah. and we make it about the information. And mm-hmm. I think we have this idea that uh, the, the, the more information, you know, the more spiritual you are. So yeah. if I can, you know, and, and, and again, information isn't bad. Studying isn't bad, but we have to get to the point of where the truth of that changes us and, and, and transforms us. And here's here's how it fits in. Because I mean, like the divine renovation model is all about, in, in part, it's all about raising leaders from within our parish, those leaders who are going to serve in ministry and lead teams. And I know that this podcast, the, the, the people who listen to it are almost exclusively in some sort of leadership role inside of a parish. And so so the question in front of, of those leaders, along with all the leaders that are in our ministry and at, at our parish at St. Benedict, um, you know, the question in front of us all is how are we how are we how are we challenging the people that we lead on our teams? How are we challenging them to grow spiritually? How are we challenging them to engage with scripture? Because if we're in these leadership roles, if we found ourselves elevated to this this position, there's there's a responsibility on us to do something about it, to actually challenge the people that we lead. Mm-hmm. And so there's a few ways that we do it at, at Divine Renovation and St. Benedict Parish. And I think we've all got our personal stories, too, in terms of the way we we engage with Scripture. So I wanted to talk about a couple of them. Um, for for one of the things, and this one, uh, you know, this, I, I don't know if it comes from, from Ron Huntley on our team or if its origin is somewhere else. I think it might be an, a Ron Huntley evolution of another idea. Um, but it's got this, this, this absolutely... Um, Let's say it's in need of a new brand, Mike, as yeah, our chief we, we, marketing we guy. Brand the, uh, <laughs> the 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 name of the of the. Thing so what's it sure. called? Dun Dunner Dunnest. Dun perfect. Dunner Dunnest. Nothing wrong with that. So Dun Dunner Dunnest. So let's talk about what Dun Dunner Dunnest is. It's one of the tools that that sort of that St. Benedict Parish is using, anyways, and, and we've used it at Divine Renovation as well. To, to challenge our, our leaders to, to try and create groups of people that are accountable to scripture. So in the, uh, in the done category, so the, it's basically three different approaches. So done, done or done is all reflect three different categories and three different, frankly, investments of time. Um, so in the done category, why don't, why don't you describe what it is, Rob? Yeah, essentially the, <clears throat> the idea behind it is it's how do we develop some basic accountability, right? Um, most of us, if we're honest, when it comes to, any type of change, we need kind of that help. We need that support from people around us. So it's the idea that um, we make scripture important, but it's easy to kind of get up in the morning and sleep 20 minutes late and get, you know, stressed or start checking your email and your mind gets going in different directions. So 
Uh, but if I know that I have to actually check in with someone and let them know whether I, wh- whether I did it or not, that kind of gives me that sense of motivation, that boost to do it. So uh, when you read through the, wh- whatever your method is or whatever practice that is that you do it in the morning and then you text someone that you've done. That's it. Dunnest. You've that's jumped. You've jumped a category. No, I've done her. You've jumped. Is that done? I'm sorry. Dunner. Done here. Can we talk about the need to rebrand okay. okay. this? Talk about this. No, no, that's okay. You're 100 right. So, okay. so done is there is a a scripture that we are going to read every day. Yeah. That is the thing that we're all and going to read. It's typically just a couple lines or a it's, paragraph. Yeah, it's not it, long. It's, it's it, very it's, short. It's designed to get people going. Yeah. It's designed to get people, because if you suddenly say like, well, this, you know, today you're going to read this chapter. You're like, well, I had a lot going on. But so, so Dunn basically says we have one relatively short piece of scripture that we're reading. You read it. And within this group, typically some sort of it's online, text they, they talk about a text yeah. chat. Yeah, so it's usually like WhatsApp or, or, something or messages or, or messages. So you just say done. Yeah. Done means I have done that reading. Uh, Dunner is when you have then done whatever it is your method is. Your personal okay. practice. So your personal practice with and scripture, reading, with yeah. what, through reflection, et cetera, that's Dunner. So when you're done that, you let everyone know that you're done that. And then Dunnist is basically feeding back to the group what you got out of that. Um, it was and it's reading the, the daily... Uh, and reading the daily Daily readings. scriptures, yeah. whatever's the daily readings. So whatever mass. you do, you're doing that and also engaging with it. Yeah. And then sharing that engagement with the group. So uh, Ron described it kind of interestingly in it, you know, the tweet from God. Uh, so you boil it down to what is the one thing you got out of this one thing mm-hmm. and then send that back to the group so that we can all kind of share within that. And my big thing that I really like about it is that we talk a lot about the idea when we're talking with priests, when we're talking about lay leaders, we always talk about the idea of, look, you cannot do this alone. Like it, you can, but it's very, very difficult for you to do this alone. So why would we then separate it and say, now go totally alone and read scripture? So instead we say, well, you can't do it alone, so let's, let's do it together. Yeah. And that's what it is, is this accountability and teamwork in the way that we engage with Scripture. So I've, I've done each of these, these various groups in the past. I've done Dun Dunner and Dunnest. And, um, and, and it, it doesn't actually, I, I've got my own personal scriptural practice that I find personally enriching. I'm happy to share with that. But I want to talk about the three uh, briefly in terms of my own personal experience. And just so for people who are listening who might be like, well, I'm not challenging my, my team, like, you know, my, my, my hospitality team in this. I'm not challenging my, 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 uh, my, my liturgical team on this. And so I, I want to give you the, just, just so you can live out what it looks like, if you can picture it, because it's really not that hard. So usually there's a group lead. So one person, it's usually the team lead, uh, will be in charge. They'll, they'll create a group on, on on their chat messaging platform of choice. Uh, so, you know, it could be text, it could be um, WhatsApp, uh, it could be Facebook Messenger, whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is you're going to put a group of people together. It's usually about three to four people that you're going to invite into this. Not very big group. Uh, and I, I've seen Ron. Uh, Ron will occasionally, he'll run multiple groups. They're all doing the exact same passage. Uh, but because he wants the groups to have their independent sense of identity, yeah. uh, he'll, have all, he'll have all sorts of groups reading the same thing. And he just jumps thing. into each of them. Yeah. yeah. So, But, I mean, it's an interesting thing because you're trying to create some small sense of small-scale community with light, light involvement, right? And so if you're doing the done, like the quote 
quote unquote done at the beginning of the week. And, and in our, in my experience, it's always been on a Monday uh, at the beginning of the week that the team lead that will, will put on the, the verse that we're going to focus on that week. Um, any ways that you can come up with that verse, there's not a particular reason or rhyme or reason that you can pick that verse, but in the done group, you're going to put the verse right there so that people can read it. Now, some, I've seen it done where they copy and paste. I've also seen it where it's just the, the actual, um, the, the, uh, the line in the Bible that people should open their Bibles to. Right. Um, so I've seen it done both ways. And, and basically what happens is then during that day on Monday, all members of the group are going to read that, um, read that Bible verse and they're going to text done into the group. That's it. The only thing as a member of that group, all I do is I text done and I do it again on Tuesday and I do it again on Wednesday. And I do it again on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And then on Sunday, and this is, this is what you know, Ron and, and our, our team uh, have done. On, on Sunday, we, we, we challenge ourselves to write just a brief reflection on, on what, what did we get out of it, out of it that week. So, you know, this week I really felt when reading this passage that, that God was telling me I need to, uh, you know, spend more time with my kids. And so and simple as that. And then on come Monday morning, the new, uh, the new verse is posted into the group, and then we spend the week doing it again, just, t- just typing the word done. And the whole notion on this is, this is easy. Like, you can find two minutes a day to, to engage with Scripture. Like, I, I get, like, you know, maybe you can't sit down to do a full-on Bible study, and, and I, I get that. Some people aren't, aren't there yet, or maybe they don't have the, the capacity or the time. Or to time. Do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you can certainly find two minutes to, to do this. And I can remember sitting in the car, brief story, I can remember sitting in the car with Ron. We were driving up to... Um, Oh, I don't know where, maybe it was New Brunswick. I think we were driving up to New Brunswick. So we're crossing the province together. And uh, anyways, we, we were talking, we were talking. And, and, and this is what, why it's the accountability matters. Because uh, I was in a group with Ron at the time. And he's like, hey, hey, Danny. I'm like, yeah. Uh, have you done your done? I'm like, no, I haven't done my done yet, Ron. He's like, all right, shut up and do your done. <laughs> so <laughs> I pull out my phone right there. I open up the scripture. You know, I read it. I, I, I spend a couple moments just thinking about it and meditating on it. Type done. And that's it, right? Simple as that. Accountability, though, because it, it's one of the things that we're trying to create is that that sense of you're not in this alone. And there's others that are going to try and bring you along and, and, and make sure you're doing the things that you're committing to doing. Yeah. Now, Dan, you, you said something there. You said you you pulled out your phone and you opened up scripture Whatever could you possibly mean? You mean you pulled out <laughs> one of these books, right? You, <laughs> You're pointing at the the physical Bible. The physical Bible. Obviously, you had that with you. How how else could you possibly <laughs> have pulled out scripture? <laughs> yeah, well, it's no secret, Mike, that uh, that you know, there's multiple ways to engage with with the Bible, um, both paper and and digitally. And I know you're a digital guy, aren't you, man? I, I am. And, and actually, it's really funny because I'm a Rob and I are both huge physical book people, but I also often recognize that if I don't have something with me and I want to read or I want to do whatever, I want to have those options available to me. So mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of doing whatever works. Um, I don't care if it's digital or, or paper or whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, I, I say this all tongue in cheek because, of course, I've got my phone here beside me and I actually have open the the Bible app, one of the Bible apps that I use, which is uh, the version Bible app. And so what it actually does is you can see it on the screen here. There's a bunch of different options that I have within this app. So one of the things it actually says, help me to find a plan, which is what is it I'm trying to do and accomplish? So instead of, you know, when I first tried to read the Bible, I tried to, I opened up the book to the beginning and I started from there and I started reading and I went, having never done this before, this is difficult for me. And so this actually says, how do you want to do this? Do you want to look at a theme? Do you want to read the Bible in a year or in six months or in three months? And we structure all that out. It also gives me a verse of the day. 
And this is one of the things I really like about it. It gives me this verse of the day images. So it takes mm. that verse of the day, puts it on a compelling image. And then if I tap on that, it says, do you want to save that? Do you want to share that? Uh, and it's, it's, it's a way for me, you know, when I think of having a small group with done, done or Dunnest, it's a way for me. I could easily take that picture and make that the post that we start the week with. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. And, and then that way it goes through and I can share that on Twitter and I can share that on Instagram. And we've talked before about the idea that um, some people are audio, like audiophiles. Some people understand and learn better by listening. So on my phone, I've also got another app called Dwell. Um, what Dwell does is it reads the Bible to you. Mm-hmm. So for those of us who might have long commutes or we're on the bus the whole time or, or whatever the case may be, I can choose that I want to listen to either the whole Bible or a particular reading, you know, right now, um, I've got John, uh, I can choose who says it to me because for some of us, the voice that we hear changes dramatically how we hear it. I can change this. This one's really, I find this one really interesting because I can say, I want someone really excited about scripture to, to read this to me. Or I can say, I want someone really calming about scripture to read this to me. And those have very different feels when you look through it. So I think that, you know, we need to, I think it's important for people to have a physical Bible. I, I do believe that having it in your hands is something that's important, but I also believe that engaging with scripture is important. And if you're going to do that on your phone, then great. One of the things too, going back to the U version, um, is that's, that's got a, a, a platform for friends. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. now that I've outed myself that I'd actually don't do the done, done or dunnest thing, uh, it, it actually, when you go through U version and you sign up for your plans, it can ask, do you want this to be do you want to go through this with other people or do you want other people to see what you're reading? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it communicates uh, to your friends through the app what, what you're reading and if you're reading or if you've missed days as well. So yeah. you can develop it. I, I wouldn't say that I have a high, high sense of online community through that myself, but it does communicate that. I'm getting a great kick. Cause so um, uh, so I, I use version all the time. It's part of my daily routine is, is one of the things I'll do is I'll, I'm in, in version and, and reading a plan. Sometimes I actually just, I, I use the plan in the version, but I actually use my physical um, Bible right. to do the yep. reading. Uh, and it depends on, on, I guess, basically my personal state of mind. Other times I read it right on my iPad, which is, is my one of the main ways I engage with scripture these days. Um, but here's the thing. Here's what you got me thinking, Rob, because I'm, I'm laughing to myself because I have a big, what do you call friend group on, on version. It's not yeah. that big. I've got a number of friends. You've on, got lots of friends. I've got, I've got lots of friends. Oh, this is like, yeah, so humble brag. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> because I read the Bible with so many people. Um, the But here's the thing. You know who I've got on... on, um, on uh, as one of my friends, Father Simon Lobo. And okay. uh, so Father Simon Lobo, <laughs> pastor at St. Benedict Parish. And at the beginning of the year, he signed up for Bible in a year, like he, right. for the plan okay. to do the Bible in the year. Yeah. Anyways, I, I can't help but notice he was falling behind on, on his Bible in the year. And he, was, he recently <laughs> took a vacation. And every day I'd pop, I'd pop on, he'd done like four days of Bible in a year <laughs> right, yes. in a single day. I get a great kick because he's, he's scrambling to catch up. Yeah. But but it, there is a degree of accountability, if if, if um, or there's certainly a sense of community. Because yeah. uh, you can see the people who are, connected to you that are, are using scripture that way. Uh, I've used it. I have used it. I, I moved one of our done, done or done groups into it at one point, but you have to have a fairly savvy group. Like they, mm-hmm. they've got to have, be comfortable yeah. Yeah. Um, engaging with scripture on their phones rather than on, uh, you know, paper or, or, or simple app. But I, I, it's one of my preferred ways is, is to use you version as, yeah. as a way to well, go. I like the idea that I really like the plans yeah. in that it keeps you on pace. And, you know, Father Simon also looked and saw where he was and went, 
I'm going to need to catch <laughs> I up. Need to catch I need up. to catch yeah. up. And you know, <laughs> you if you're just reading the if you're reading the physical book, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to know where you're at. Yep. Um, but programs like this actually give you that framework that you can move forward. And I think yeah. for a lot of people, that's what they need. They need yeah. that support in place. Yeah. They need that framework. You yeah. know, it, it's. I, I think it helps a lot. Yeah. And again, I would, I would say I prefer uh, the printed mm-hmm. uh, book to it, but the U version adds uh, a, a structure that makes it so much yeah. easier. So I do the majority of my morning reading now through, through U version and uh, actually off my, uh, off my iPad. Cause one of the things, and I don't do this every year, but the times when I've challenged myself to read through the Bible in a year, um, it does get challenging. Uh, for sure. Cause one of the things that I was recommending a number of years ago is, um, don't just read from Genesis to revelation, right. do an old Testament section, do a new Testament section, do a Psalm, do a proverb. Well, you version lays that out for me already yeah, now mixes it versus up. trying to flip through four plays. And yeah. then you got to keep track of where it is in four different plays, And that just kind of gets hard on the head and well, makes it more challenging. I think we we've talked a little bit about this in terms of what we do with divine renovation and what we recommend with divine renovation. And one of the things that we sort of say is that your you know, we're not looking for the most religious. We're not looking for the most Catholic person and they get to do all these roles. But if we can start to get people experiencing it Mm -hmm. and actually getting involved, then they start to want to. Maybe the person who previously was not super involved says, you know what, I've been really working on this and and I could probably help out with a Bible study group, you know, or I could do that thing. And instead of seeing that one person who goes up each week and reads or the one person who you know that I could... I could ask them, what's the Bible say about this? And they would go, well, in this section, you know, this, yeah. that, 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 yeah. that. But it, I think it pulls away from that, the clericalism that's a, a concern in, in the church and says, what if we helped everyone connect to it and make it personal for them? Mm. What yeah. happens when suddenly you have people that are engaged in scripture and, and, and do feel those things? So because of the nature of our ministry, I find myself traveling a lot. Father James, Ron, and I are all on the road a fair bit. And so part of the reason I read uh, a lot of my scripture experiences, frankly, now on my iPad now is simply because I don't, I don't want to jam a, a yeah. Bible into my carry-on, right? Yep. So simple yep. as that, you know. Uh, you know, I prioritize underwear sometimes, especially when I can get the Bible on my iPad. Um, <laughs> These are all good things to know. Yes. But here's the thing. like, So I, my, part of my devotional reading, like the way I, I like to, to, to sync into Scripture in my morning prayer time is through through you version. But there's also times, there's also times where I really want to study Scripture, where I'm not just engaging for the sake of, 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 of either... You know, bringing myself into contact with, with, with God and, and, and putting myself in his presence. But there's, there's times where I really want to like dig in and just like rip open the scripture and understand scriptures in new ways. And so, so for me, the app I use, and I, I'm almost certain it's the same one Father James uses. I use a uh, Verboom, uh, which uh, is, is a, an app that has sort of, has all sorts of different uh, translations, but also allows you to pull in all sorts of additional resources to really open up a scripture. And it's much more of a study tool uh, for me anyways. It's much more of a study tool than it is in terms of a devotional tool. Uh, and they've got all sorts of really expensive packages. I've got like the bare bones, you got nothing on there kind of package. And that's that's what's working for me. Uh, but I, I really, I get a lot of value out of that because pr- sometimes you really need to s- like really study scripture, don't we, yeah. Rob? Yeah. Well, I'll tell people sometimes when, when people start to have an interest in, in studying, and depending on what your your um, you know your time is like, things like that. If you're retired and can, or your schedule's flexible, but I tell people that if you want to study and prioritize, recognize you're probably not going to study every day. And I'd say so. Think of your week as seven days if you're going to engage with scripture. Pick one day 
uh, that you can that you can probably give an hour to with at least thirty minutes, like a large chunk of time uh, that that you can. And that's that's going to be your the day that you actually dive in and study. And again, uh, try not to make uh, try not to like I'm going to study a book. Right? You know, like take a passage of scripture and start spending a lot of time with it and and just focusing in on that area five six eight you know a chapter at the most um and really hone in you know because that that's a way that you can start studying because probably most people aren't going to commit an hour a day to that one practice every day particularly if you're got a job and kids and all that sort of stuff but if you are interested in actually studying uh prioritize the time and the place because those are probably the Mm -hmm. two biggest things that are going to be hindered to you and then dive into a way that that's that's something where you're you, you're probably going to need to have a pen and a pencil and maybe a few other basic study tools. Like for me, uh, I always I I always study uh, in the context of paper. So I go to Bible Gateway. Bible Gateway is another uh, platform where you got every just about every translation under the sun there. And I'll actually go and I'll print the passage off that I'm studying. And when you print it off, then down in the column you've got uh, a lot of space to write. So I'll go in and I'll highlight i'll put question marks i'll put notes inside then i'll put you know what 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 don't i know about this passage what do i need to figure out yeah. what you know and and that's kind of how i'll start breaking down a passage of scripture to to just start approaching it through more of a lens of study we, we've talked about some of the ways that we as as leaders inside of our parishes some of the ways we try and raise up our teams doing things like done done or donest uh, also just being intentional about the importance of scripture inside of a parish environment um, but what are some of the things that that we do to, to challenge parishioners can, can you give me an example of what are some of the things that that we do when we try to are, are we intentional about trying to engage parishioners in scripture outside of the mass what, what does that look like yeah i'd say the first thing is we try to model from the altar and, you know, we try to make uh, our uh, weekend homilies very scripture-based. We try to, you know, we've been a little more intentional recently of, of highlighting the actual scriptures, taking them through the scriptures. So, mm-hmm. again... And we put them up on the, the big yeah, screens, on the screens at, at yeah. St. Benedict. Yeah, yeah. and again, a, a weekend homily isn't a Bible study. They're, they're, two, they're two different things. But you do want to model that, and you do want to help them understand that what we're speaking about today comes from, from the passage, and, and, and try and allude to that if... Uh, to a certain degree, so there's there's that standpoint. But then again, we try to get them uh, engaged practically. So every year, our Lenten small group series. So we're in one right now. Our Lenten yeah, small group series. Yeah. Yeah. So this year, our Lenten small group series, we're going through um, a Bible study that one of the staff uh, people at St. Benedict, uh, Dinah uh, Simmons, has has written, and uh, we're going to get them to study that on the life of Mary Magdalene. And so that's going to be a four week study. Uh, in years gone by, we've had them engage in, um, you know, lecto divino practices around scriptures and things like that, that, uh, Catherine Gould, one of the other staff people, she created kind of an in-house program that we took them through. Uh, we try to promote within our discipleship groups, scripture studies, uh, you know, things like that within alpha, you know, there's certainly, a, an element where you're trying mm-hmm. to communicate, uh, the, the, the importance of, of, um, the Bible, you know, within Alpha itself and making Bibles available for people that are coming uh, and things like that. And so just trying to find ways to elevate that. And then again, we'll speak into the importance of Scripture and try to be practical at a staff level, at a leadership level, at some of our leadership summits. We've, we've approached it that way so that, that leaders are, are leading from a place of where Scripture is a, is a part of their life. Because one of the things that you have to understand as a leader, and this is true in all areas, but particularly in the area of the Bible, is you can't lead someone to a place you've never been. And so when it comes to this, we have to be 
uh, embracing and understanding the role that this is. And, and again, it doesn't mean that we're all going to become experts and it doesn't mean that there's <laughs> never any question, you know, but, but we do own it and we do value it and we are trying to integrate it into our life and into our leadership. So here's, here's what I, what I, what my, one of my key takeaways is that really in order for, for a parish to, to exist with, in order for a parish to continue to, to raise up its leaders inside of its walls, uh, part of scripture is an essential element, not an optional element. And it has to become part of the culture. So it, it's, it's, you know, it doesn't, it's not one thing that we do. Yeah. It's all sorts of things that we do to, to really breathe life into the culture of the parish so that our leaders are engaging with scripture. Our parishioners are engaging with scripture. We're modeling that from the leadership level all the way down. And it, it's, it's just, and we, we run programs to do it. We have discipleships to do it. We, we intentionally bring everyone at Lenten, uh, in the Lenten season, all through that one Bible study. And then this year it happens to be the one that Dino wrote, which is so exciting. Uh, and so it, it's really something that, that is at the center of, of our lives inside of a parish because it's so critical for us to be continue to be formed that way. So for those of uh, you who are listening and on this uh, conversation day, it was so great for you to be able to join us. Uh, next week, we'll have an exciting guest that'll be on the podcast, and I'm going to leave it as a cliffhanger. Um, but we, we look forward to you joining us again next week. God bless.